Right? Right. 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 Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Melissa Kirscher and Wendy Bowlesby. Welcome, dear listeners, to Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I am Melissa, and I am joined, as always, by my fantastic co-host... Wendy. All the way from the other side of the United States. Hooray! Hooray! Where it's 100 degrees. It's awful. Yeah, it's not too much better here. It's uh, 90. Ugh. Yeah, which is really gross in Minnesota. Yes. Yeah. So I am in the basement and I'm feeling much better. <laughs> I haven't gone outside in days. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. Yeah. yeah. So, so Wendy, uh, what are the things that you may have watched this week that brought you joy? Well, I, I mean, I did watch Quantum Mania and I want to be clear, uh, I didn't hate it. It was okay. Uh, but it, I don't know if it necessarily brought me joy. It wasn't bad, mm. though. It was definitely better okay. than the multiverse of madness. Good. But if I was going to talk, and I do, honestly, I do love Paul Rudd, but the re- biggest problem with that movie is that it does not have Michael Pena in it, honestly. You're right? <laughs> like, what are you doing? What are you, what, what, yeah. what, what, what are you doing? Um, why, why are you having an Ant-Man movie without Michael Pena? Exactly. Why, I mean. Why? It's there's no there's no good reason. Michael Douglas is charming in it. I like what he does get to do and he does it well. But if I were going to talk about a movie that brought me joy this week, mm-hmm. I watched Goodnight Oppie last Aww, night. Yay. <laughs> it's so sweet. Oh, so listeners, if you don't know what Goodnight Oppie is, it is a documentary. It It's on Prime. I'm pretty sure that's where I watched it. So uh, it is a documentary, and it is a documentary about the two of the Mars rovers, uh, okay. the twin rovers, Spirit and Opportunity, who were sent at the same time in, oh gosh, 2003. Yeah. Yeah. In 2003, they were sent for a 90-day mission, and Opportunity lasted 15 fucking years. <laughs> right. Um, and spirit lasted seven and Mm -hmm. it is what i really appreciate is that it is a really lean documentary um Mm -hmm. in its focus like they could have really like leaned into how they made them and all of the challenges of getting them made like that could have been its own documentary um but they did they did just enough to give you context, like to understand how the lead scientist on the project, who was a geologist, like what his impetus was, how much they were just looking for proof that there had ever been water on Mars, and then 
enough understanding of the challenges of building them that when you get to their mission, you can understand, number one, how amazing it is that they lasted as long as they did, but also when things Mm -hmm. start to go wrong, like, oh, like, obviously they would. (laughs) Like, we we kind of (laughs) planned for it, but also, uh, and... And that it's people talking about them, but it doesn't get too twee. It doesn't get too cutesy. Uh, but it, it's just so sweet as you, like the the lead, um, di- like the mission director for Spirit is this woman. I'm blanking on her name. And she's like, I was going through a rough time and... I know that I put a lot of my, what was happening with me onto spirit and spirit became sort of my emotional counterpart, my, my doppelganger. She, I don't think she right. uses like spirit animal, which <laughs> could, I hope not. But, I but hope like not. That sort of, that sort of idea of like, and how much, and they all are like, look, I know it's ridiculous that I got this emotionally invested, but also I am terribly invested in these robots. And right. there's so many moments. And because I knew that opportunity lasted forever. And like, that's right in the the initial blurb you read, you know, the, the little robot that, you know, was supposed to go 90 days, but lasted 15 years. So you know that. But I couldn't remember right. how long spirit lasted. And there are all these moments along the way of things that go wrong that you're that are like they really are a little bit nail bitey, and the ingenuity of it, and like there's one time where Spirit uh, was in a sandstorm or got stuck. Mm-hmm. I forget, but they spirit was just rebooting constantly rebooting and rebooting and what i really loved was that they were like so we're sending the shutdown code and it's not working until finally we have to send the shutdown damn it code and i was yeah. like is that is that slang no that is <laughs> official <laughs> jpl terminology mm-hmm. which is which is their hard shutdown no really we're going to like this we don't want to do this if we don't have to, but we can force the shutdown with the shutdown, damn it, code. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just, I was so charmed by it. The minute that happened, I'm like, oh, this is the movie I want to talk about on on the podcast. I want to talk because that right there, the <laughs> shutdown, damn it, code. And like the lead scientist is like, I feel like a parent, and that is not in any way to belittle, like, obviously parenting is so much more, but... You know, I am so emotionally invested. And then all this stuff that we know about, right? Like right. Um, how long opportunity lasted, how much this the the public became invested in this little robot that just keeps going. And and how our connection with Oppie, like they don't talk about this in the movie, but you know, our connection with opportunity is why we were all so invested when curiosity got sent. Mm-hmm. And how, you know, curiosity has its own, <laughs> its own Twitter feed. And there's yep. even uh, the sarcastic Rover uh, comedy account, which was curiosity being like, hey, guys, great. Thanks. I'm all alone and it's cold on this planet. Cool. <laughs> oh, look, a rock. Um, and just the beauty of exploration and 
human ingenuity, and then also because opportunity lasted so long, you see, like, they talk about, like, this mission has gone on so long that we are now in, like, our our third generation of leads on it, as mm-hmm. people have, have rotated out from the mission, mm-hmm. because it was never expected to go that long, and it's just... So charming, and especially when you pair it with the um, Wake Up Oppie playlist on Spotify, (laughs) (laughs) because they made one of the things that they talk about is the tradition in NASA of sending a wake up song to the astronauts at the start of every mission day. And Mm -hmm. so they would they would choose a wake up song for the robots and in fact uh one of the times that spirit was down and not responding they sent abba's sos (laughs) did it work and and spirit woke up (laughs) (laughs) it was so sweet and so yes you can get the wake up oppie playlist on spotify i have I have an Apple Music account, so I copied it. It took a long time, uh, but I copied it. I made my own Wake Up Oppie on Apple Music just for me. <laughs> Excellent. So Excellent. that I can listen to it. And it starts with Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go, of course. Perfect. Perfect. Perfection. So, yeah, Wake Up <laughs> Oppie. Oh, no. I just love it. Aww. What about you, Melissa? What did you watch this week that brought you joy? I watched a few things I want to talk about, but the thing that genuinely brought me a lot of joy was uh, a documentary that came out recently. And I need to look up the title because it's as long as the movie, which is three and a half hours long. It's called (laughs) it's called Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched, A History of Folk Horror. Oh, yeah. That's um... Kirla Janice. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, it's on Shudder, and uh, it also is, uh, Shudder has put together like a whole playlist of movies that are discussed in the documentary, you know, packaging them all together, and you can uh, just watch horror to your heart's content. But yeah, the documentary, I finally watched it last night, and in all of its, was it, three hours and 19 minutes of glory, and it is a... It's a very academic but not dry film analysis documentary. And it uh they they talk to a bazillion people and uh they look at um folk horror from the United States and uh Europe and uh, Australia and a little bit of Asia. They should have done a lot more like Asia and Africa um, filmmaking, but, but <laughs> I, yes, I would have liked it to be longer so we could include yet even more, but it's a, it, it's this fascinating documentary about years and years of movies that are based on the concept of like pre-Christian religion or spirituality that is that came before what is now dominant in that area mysterious things going on of folklore and mythology that comes from these uh dark you know darker times or you know earlier times that weren't very well understood and so on and so forth 
And it's fascinating to see how that's interpreted throughout the world. So, yeah, it's it is a fascinating movie. And if you're a big time horror film nerd, there's a lot to to discover there. So, yeah, that that was my uh, uh, experience with Kirla Janice's most recent uh, epic set of of research. <laughs> epic is the right word. I right. Uh, last year, I think I st- when it first came out, I started watching uh, Woodland Stark on Shudder. Mm-hmm. And I think I got to about an hour and a half or an hour and 45, you know, reasonable yeah. length like i have i have committed to what and i and i was like that's enough for right now and i meant to go back and i still haven't whoops yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was cool oh yeah um i'm also by coincidence reading killa janice's book about the satanic panic right now uh, which is fabulous um that's an interesting book because uh, it's it's a book of essays from different authors. So Kirla Janice is the the editor, and I don't know. There's like twenty different essays in there, and they're all different facets of the Satanic Panic of the 1980s. So like one of them's about uh, the the movie uh, uh, Evil Speak. One of them's about oh, heavy sh- metal, and one of them's about Tipper Gore and her crusade to put warning labels on albums and you know ones about it it so it's the way that the satanic panic was reflected off of different aspects of culture there's one about Geraldo Rivera <laughs> what well Geraldo Rivera did that satanic panic oh, special a primetime yeah. special uh right after he f- totally flubbed with the uh Al Capone vault <laughs> Yeah, which ever I mean that's so famous for the fact that it was a nothing burger, but yeah, it was actually a really cool documentary piece of like television because like while they were digging and excavating, they mm-hmm. were consistently breaking away and being like, "Here's history on Al Capone," and yeah. like it was still really informative. It was good television. It. Just, just nothing was there. <laughs> nothing happened. <laughs> Except nothing happened. And, and and arguably the same thing happened with the th- satanic panic. <laughs> yes, arguably. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that's a great book. So dear listeners, uh, Killa Janice's Satanic Panic book is also one of my recommendations this week. And all things Killa Janice. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> um... <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. We we are we know Kirla because of Fantastic Fest. She has yes. been a on like on the board. I feel, I know she's written, so she's she's been um, uh, a programmer, like, and I know she's done other film festivals, and I know she's involved in the film industry. So yeah, she's uh she's got her bona fides for sure. Oh oh God, yeah, and I. Uh, she's somebody who's in the orbit and it's like oh yeah it's Kirla but it, it's like I've never had a conversation with her and I feel like if I did have a conversation with her I'd be like oh you're so smart please talk more <laughs> <laughs> I mean she I feel like she might know more about weird movies than you and that is uh, yeah. always super impressive to me <laughs> oh 
absolutely she does so absolutely she's an absolute scholar um yeah so yeah so for me that's like there's melissa and then there's kirla who's up on some mountaintop right glowing in the light of the rising sun the actual professional on the on the yeah yeah (laughs) yeah um and so there are a couple of other things before we move on to our other things that are non-movie that gave us joy. I wanted oh. to mention a couple of things. Uh, first of all, Wendy, I saw Fast X. Oh, and- <laughs> okay. okay, it's not good. I but- mean, it doesn't look good. It doesn't. It's not. And I'm so it's not. Sad. Like I feel it- like we've jumped the shark. Well, here's the thing. Uh, with now with every iteration of the Fast and Furious franchise, which I do love, dear listeners, I still do love it. Um, they they feel like they have to push forward all of their characters, like all the characters have to be in every movie. And by now, there are so many goddamn characters that are part of the family that uh, they just there's not enough time. And so even though the fast X is like two and a half hours long, it feels like, okay, we got to have Han and something. Yep. Uh, here's Jason Statham. Yep. Uh, uh, Harold Mirren. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and it's like every 20 seconds, there's another character from a previous movie, but Wendy, but, but okay. But, what? but the add a pearl to the add a pearl necklace of, of fast and furious here. The, the new character is played by Jason Momoa. Right. As we know. And and every time Jason Momoa's on screen, he is fucking brilliant. Okay. And he is having the time of his life. Like the the movie just just like has an aura about it whenever Jason Momoa comes on screen and he, and he like throws his arms out into a Christ-like pose and declares something and and usually with like a drone passing overhead so it's a big big sweeping shot he is having the best time and he is making little acting choices which are hilarious and I will just I will just put this out there. There is one scene. It's a little throwaway scene where Jason Momoa is sitting on a lawn in his backyard and he is wearing a fluffy pink uh, uh, bathrobe and he has his hair up in two little pigtails with pink scrunchies. And he is painting somebody's toenails. So he's like, you know, chatting and painting toenails and the camera pulls out. He is painting the toenails of a corpse. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. And he's just having this time of his, you know, he's just having a little chatty chat with the corpses in his backyard, which he has, like, he's taped their eyes open with packing tape. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so that that is the level of over-the-topness that Mr. Momoa is bringing. That's... And that... That gave me joy. That that sounds that does sound amazing. And I want to be clear. Yeah. I want to see this movie. I oh, don't yeah. care that it looks like it's probably jumped the shark. But also, yeah, I mean, the add a pearl. Like, um, how long <laughs> is this necklace gonna get? And like their insistence yeah. that villains 
be redeemed and become part of the family. And so now like, but they did something really terrible. Yeah, but they made up for it by helping us. So now they're part of the family too. Yeah. And it's just like, okay. But Helen well, it, Mirren yeah. hanging out with Vin Diesel is mm-hmm. always fucking charming. Yes. And also I would like to say, one of my things that I did not like about Fast 9 was that, you know, the big bad John Cena wasn't, he was like told to be all dour and stuff and as John his Cena's villain character. funny. John Cena's funny. And Fast X fix th- fixes that too. And so also, you know, when, when John Cena gets to be on screen, he has, he has this little like buddy comedy thing going with uh, Dom's kid. So it's the two of them. Oh, okay. Like trekking across America, and basically John Cena has wiped the former character from his mind, and he's basically playing peacemaker now. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. it's funny. So, so that that's good too. But it still pales in comparison to the Momoa. <laughs> the Momoa. <laughs> the okay. Momoa. My the Momoa. <laughs> okay. Right. Oh yeah. Oh, also, I would like to note, and we don't need to go into this. Speaking of satanic panic, I watched Mazes and Monsters this week. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Where? I found it. Oh, it's like streaming for free everywhere. Okay. <laughs> it's terrible, Wendy. It's. It's just kind of boring. That's I've, his biggest, I read its book. biggest curse. I am reading the book right now because I'm doing a satanic panic panel at Convergence this year. So that, which is why I'm. Okay. That makes I'm, sense. I'm mainlining all of this media, but oh my God. Maze into monsters with the little 26 year old Tom Hanks. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> it's not a good movie. No, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> it did not bring me joy <laughs> mm. all right so enough of my my tangents Wendy what other things brought you joy this week well so I had some some friends over f- to mm-hmm. play games on Saturday and then they were like hey do you want to go to a drag show with us tonight absolutely hey. yes so first off drag but Melissa Mm. When I tell the the this drag show was put on by a group of drag queens who call themselves the Drama Gays, G A Z E. Oh yes, <laughs> and uh, yes. it will be a monthly show. I am invested at this point. Oh, good because they created a drag musical. Um, <gasps> yes. It, and it was so so ridiculous. A star is corn, <laughs> and it was about an ear of corn that just wants to be famous, and the farmer and his Dalmatian wife. I I couldn't tell if she was meant to be a Dalmatian or a cow. The spots were really small, but it was unclear. Like. I, it didn't matter. And they each did about three songs. And mm-hmm. it was very much like plot, plot, plot. And then, oh, I'm going to do this song that will be 
the emotional moment of this scene for my character. And that song would be like, you know, a pop song that fit into the scene that they would then do a drag performance of. So just to give you the context, but it was laugh out loud funny. There was a drag queen dressed up as an ear of corn for the whole show. The whole show. (laughs) And yeah, it was, Melissa, it brought (laughs) me joy. I bet it did. Oh my God. Oh, that sounds wonderful. The drag queen was like, who here loves musicals? And I'm like, me. I love them. She's like, even if you hate musicals, you're going to enjoy this because this is dumb. (laughs) 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 Ah, So anyway, Melissa, Melissa, Melissa. Yes. Drama gaze. Drama gaze brought me joy. Drama gaze. Yeah. Drama gaze. Mm. What about Mm. you? What brought you joy this week? So in my backyard, uh, we have a chain link fence that to keep in the uh the terrible trio of of hounds that I own within our perimeter. And across the top of this fence is a huge grapevine that has been growing for many years. So there's just, it's Mm -hmm. just lush greenery draping down from this fence. And this year, um, well, eh, probably about a month ago, month and a half ago, Fess noticed there was a robin hanging around in the grapevine, like right by where our shoulder passes as we exit the yard to go get our cars. And she built a nest in there. And the dogs hadn't noticed it. So she kept building in the nest and she laid she laid some eggs and they're hatching. They're hatching. We we added temporary fence to our backyard so the dogs won't interfere with the birds when they start trying to learn how to fly but yeah they they're hatching we got two two little fuzzy chicks and there's one egg that hasn't hatched yet but i'm gonna you know i'm gonna guess that it might hatch tomorrow but yeah little little fuzzy burbs that is very exciting that is very very exciting yeah so every day i i i lift the leaf up to look just to see how things are going and the the mom goes oh and she flies off and i go okay everything's fine i put the leaf back and mom comes back and then we're all cool we're all cool we have a thing it's all right (laughs) soon we'll have little flappy burbs (laughs) yay flappy burbs yay flappy burbs ah so uh that's all i had did you have anything else you want to bring up no, 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 no. Um, it's hot as blazes down here. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's it's miserable up here too. So, um, I'm pleased to hear that the uh, Flash movie is tanking this weekend. So oh, that's okay with yeah. me. And um, and yeah. and I'm pleased that the uh, smoke from the California wildfires has kind of abated. A little bit up here ah, because yeah. man it was like living in a post-apocalyptic wasteland up here for a couple of a couple of weeks it was, <laughs> it was hazy even down here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. super hazy and it, it smelled kind of like not like the good bonfire smell but the stale <laughs> bonfire smell the yeah. you woke up like you go 
and you have a bonfire and you get inside and you, you smell your clothes go oh campfire and then the next day you smell them you go oh god so yeah it was that <laughs> well that's what it I'm, was everywhere <laughs> like my throat's hurting and i can't tell is it like what because it's also hot which we know that that mm -hmm. makes air quality suffer because heat tends to trap in things and so mm -hmm. like so am i am i getting sick or is it just really shitty hair quality who knows the earth is literally on fire the earth the earth the earth is on fire let the motherfucker burn no anyway that does not give me joy that does not give me joy let's <laughs> Okay. okay. <laughs> thank you, Mindy. And thank you, dear listeners, for bearing with us on Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I hope we brought you some joy. <laughs> with... <laughs> uh -huh. some, someday I might get treatment for, for attention deficit disorder. Anyway, thank you, dear listeners, for joining today, us. Satan. Not today. <laughs> Oh, yes, today, Satan. That is exactly what I'm doing. I'm doing Satan for the next two weeks. Anyway. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Oh, God. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and scene. I'm still here. Okay. Um, it was just very <laughs> quiet. <laughs>